lapel mic red, so I'm just going to stand behind this thing the whole time. Be confounded, confined, hold bit, which I'll be okay. I can still see my legs. That's okay. That's how we got this thing. So, um, you know, in a typical pulpit, you never know what that guy's doing with his legs. You just never know. Uh, I, we are taking the youth on a trip tonight. Um, the van will leave at 4.50. We're going to Texarkana. We're going to go hang out with some other churches um, in the Texarkana area, some churches from Oklahoma. Um, and we're going to do a devotional with them, and then we're going to, like Christians do, go bowling. Um, and have a good time. And I say like Christians do because um, the way you go bowling as a Christian is you've got to get the gutter guards um, because of grace. <laughs> you have grace. It makes sense. Uh, does anybody, everybody know what a straw man is? Maybe there's some teenagers in here that doesn't know the term a straw man argument, so we're going to explain that real quick just for the teenagers. Um, straw man argument is um, whenever you say somebody is saying something that no one actually really is saying. <coughs> so that, and it's, it's just a, it's a nice little neat argument that you can knock down real easily. Hence, it's a, a straw man. Um, a lot of church, some church signs are like this. I saw one the other day that said, um, Firemen rescue, but only Jesus saves. And that was on the way to Texarkana. And I thought, who's arguing? Like, who's making... I don't know if that's like a... Is that an argument? Did someone make that argument that firemen... Well, firemen are a real one. No, it was just, they just wanted to make some... They Just put Jesus saves. Just put that word, those words. That's the, Those are the words that, that matter. Jesus saves. You don't need to knock down firemen for no reason. So you set up some like sort of false argument. So you know, people, some people say, and you ever hear some people say, oftentimes you're going to hear somebody misrepresent somebody else's argument so that they can easily destroy that argument. I do this all the time. Makes, it makes arguing with people who aren't here much easier. Actually, I'm kidding. Don't do this. It's not good for your brain. Um, it's a simple way, it's an easy way to get around things that that are sometimes difficult to get around. And one of the, one of the straw man arguments that I always heard growing up, and I didn't know it was a straw man argument, I thought it was just something that was true, was people would tell me about other churches, churches that emphasize grace, churches that emphasize loving others, churches that emphasized faith. They would often say the following, and if I'm alone in this, maybe I'm just alone in this, but maybe you heard this too. They preach grace so that they can get away with whatever they want to get away with. Okay, got some knots. Good, good. I'm not, I'm, I didn't just have crazy Bible class teachers. That was, that was the, the line. You said, that, well, they, they teach grace so that they can just, they, can, they like to do whatever they please. Now, there are some people who like to do whatever they please. I think most of us are those people. But I don't think a whole lot of people preach grace so that they can get away with things. But the way I always heard it, I always thought Baptists were just in the pulpit saying, you know you were saved by grace. Wink. 
you know, like, to get, just to let everybody know, after this, we're going to listen to rock and roll. Uh, so, I don't think that's actually happening. I don't think that's an actually, an actually decent argument. But what it does is it actually paints, it paints us a picture of the problem that we've had wrestling with and justifying work and faith. Faith and works. <coughs> that, that we're trying, we're, we're, we're constantly, people will preach faith, 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 and we'll say, well, you're not really preaching the works all that much. So we'll preach works, we'll have the corner on works, and you can have the corner on grace and faith. And I would argue that if you, if you separate the two, both are worthless. Both. Faith and works, when separated from one another, are worthless. Um, we're doing this series about how to be remembered for all the right reasons. And to be un, an unforgettable Christian, to be remembered always by people. We talked last week about having a clear message, not letting too many bells ring when you proclaim the message of Jesus. Be clear, be consistent. But this week, he started, we start the list. We're, we're going through here in 1 Thessalonians. He says, we always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope. Okay, I think there is a, a disagreement. I think we can categorize... Um, People to a certain extent, and then maybe a Venn diagram that we're separating them into, and I just lost some of you, I'm sorry. Um, but it's there are there's a certain group of people who are works people. Work we we need to we've gotta work, you gotta work, gotta work, gotta work, gotta work. Almost almost as if to say you gotta earn it. And maybe some would come right out and say that you've gotta earn it. Salvation, that is. Then we've got another group that is the faith people. And this is, and listen, Martin Luther, a, a famous, a famous um, reformer in the church, because of what he was dealing with in the Catholic church at the time, um, was, was in this group. And he needed to be in this group to make some adjustments to what was happening. But the group of, no, no, there's nothing, nothing we should be afraid of works. Be afraid of works because because that might look like look like we're earning our salvation. So therefore, we've got to just it's just faith, 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 saved by faith, saved by faith. And and both are wrong. You're not saved by faith, and you're not saved by works. You're saved by grace. You're not saved by faith. You're not saved by works. You're saved by grace through faith, so that God can. Uh, Create you and make you into his workmanship. And so you can do the things God prepared for you to do. We are saved by grace through faith so we can do works. And now what makes a memorable Christian is not someone who preaches works, 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 or preaches, well, let's just have faith and faith and we'll make it real emotional and or we'll make it very practical and have works. But what makes Someone memorable as a Christian is a work produced by faith. 
At this point, all the work people say, see, works. All the faith people say, see, faith. And since we are a work-based, at least in the past like 50, 60 years, we're a work-based tradition, we might need to hear the word of faith. Because I believe sometimes we think, while we Christians, we Church of Christ Christians, we have our works not because of our faith, but because of our fear. That we work, but we, we work for the Lord because we're scared God might send us to the place we don't want to go. And so our, our works are out of this deep-seated fear. And I don't think that makes a very memorable Christian. I don't think you make you impact a lot of lives with your works produced by fear. I think you're memorable, you're unforgettable when you have works produced by faith. That I, I know for a fact God has given me the gift of salvation. And I have faith in His gift, in His grace. In God's gift, in God's grace, we have this big faith that we believe it to be true. And it takes faith. It really does take faith. What's crazy? Sometimes if you just listen to people who grew up in the church their whole lives, you would believe that they think some of the things that happen in the Bible are just normal. Say it, and then the dry bones came to life, and they'll tell that story, and all the kids will nod, like, oh yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's probably the scariest thing anyone's ever seen in their in the history of the world. I, I, I mess with teenagers because that, they're so ingrained, we are too as adults, they're so ingrained in our biblical understanding of the story that we think everyone else should be. And so you'll hear a teenager sometimes say, you know, there's a kid in our school who believes we came from monkeys. And I'll say, well, hold up. Our story says you came from dust. Like, I want you to believe, I want you to understand, I believe that story. But I also recognize that story sounds crazy too. Like, our whole story is based on the fact that a man walked out of a grave. It does take faith. It's hard to be certain about some of the intense claims and big claims that Scripture makes. Now, I do believe it, but I also recognize that it's difficult to believe. And so we, we have this faith in what God has done for us. And it is supposed to produce something in us. Works is not a, works are not a thing that earn us salvation. Works is a litmus test of faith. A litmus test. Am I saying that a litmus test? I don't know. Litmus. Litmus. A litmus test. Litmus has little strips of paper that you can stick in a um, in a, a liquid. 
and it will tell you whether that liquid is an acid or a base. It will tell you whether, so if you stick it in orange juice, it's going to turn red or pink, because orange juice is very acidic. Um, if you stick it in milk, um, it, it'll, it'll come back blue because the milk is a, a very a, a base. Um, sorry for those of you who didn't like that. I saw some of you having that biology PTSD. Um, but basically, a litmus test. Now, the paper, the little piece of paper that comes that comes in these packs, uh, the little piece of paper that's the, that is the litmus test does not make anything acidic. And it does not make anything a base. It doesn't, it doesn't change what it was. It just tells you whether that thing is one thing or another. If you are following Jesus, if you have faith in the resurrected King, faith that moves you, you will work for it. It will change you. You will work hard for the Lord because He got out of the He came out of the tomb for you. It will it will have an effect. But works is the only thing we can look at and say, look, this is the effect of faith. So much so that in um, but in James he says, but someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds or works. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. I will show you my faith by what I do. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. Twice in that passage, James says, faith without works is dead. But I would also argue that works without faith is dead. It can't be kept up. It's unsustainable. And if you're just working and working and working out of fear and fear and fear, guess what? In, in the end, when you get to the place in your life where your life's almost over and you're on your deathbed and you have no more works, guess what you are left with? Fear. <clears throat> you, you won't have that faith. It allows you to rest in peace. It allows you to know that God is gracious to his people. That it is Jesus who saved us and not. It's not Benjamin who saved Benjamin. It's Jesus who saved Benjamin. And so the fear-based works isn't healthy either. I think it's about time that faith and works saw, um, saw a bit of a reunion. That we stopped deciding whether we're going to pick the team of faith or pick the team of works. But we start living out our faith. And that's going to look like works. In Hebrews 11, we get the, just the main definition that you always hear of faith. It says, verse 11, uh, verse 1, I'll have it on the screen. Verse 1 says, now faith is the, being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And then he has this huge list of people who by faith did something. 
by faith, Abel offered a better sacrifice. By faith, Abraham left his home, home his own country. And it goes, it goes on and on. By, by faith, the Israelites walked across on dry land. By faith, Moses um, refused to refused to be um, a a pillar or considered a prince, but he instead humbled himself to be a part of the Israelite people, and he persevered and he led the people by faith. By faith. By faith, they did. They did. They did. It's never once it says, by faith, they just relaxed and let, trusted God to... No, by faith, real faith, moves you because you have an assurance of what you hope for and you are certain about what you do not see. I know that God is alive. I know that Jesus is King. I know He is resurrected. And so what, we, what I do is, now I've got to react. You live out your life. Live it out. Do not because you're afraid, but because you are faithful. You have works not because you fear, but because you have faith. It's that sort of Christian. The Christian who unites faith, puts it first, and lets that faith produce works. That Christian is unforgettable. Because I would argue that Christian is pretty rare. Because we pick sides. As Christians tend to do. What we often do is we see somebody in one ditch and we think they're wrong. We'll see them in the ditch and we'll say, we're walking down this path of life and we'll see the ditch and we'll say, that person is in a ditch. I don't want to be in that ditch. So we run in, um, as far away from as we can from that person. Which lands us in the ditch on the other side of the road. And now we're just in our ditches. And then we dug them so deep they've become trenches. And the battle wages on. <coughs> Throwing barbs back and forth. We're, we're scripture bullets. One side pops up in the back. 238. And then there's a John 316. We say Romans 6. And they say later in Romans. We have this, this argument going on when, when Paul says, wait, 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 wait. Make sure you're normal. The reason I'm going to remember you. All the time. It's because you had work that was produced by faith. We've got those people from the Old Testament on that list of great faith warriors because by faith they moved. It is our work that is produced by faith that will change the world. There's a big difference between you've got to come to church because, well, why do I need to come to church? Why do I need to live a Christian life? Why do I need to be a part of a Christian community? 
So don't tell them what God will do if you don't. Works that are by fear are based on an unsubstantiated <coughs> understanding of what is coming. Works that are by faith are based on a strong belief in what has already happened. I believe Jesus walked out of the grave. So I'm going to move. I'm going to work. I'm going I'm to live that sort of life that God calls me to. Not because I'm afraid of God, but because I stand victorious with God. Not because I'm worried what God might do, but because I'm confident in what God has done. We are moved to work by faith. That's the only good kind of work that I know. Fear, fear works for a little bit. Fear motivates for a little bit. You've seen these people um, who scare children on Halloween. I say Halloween the wrong way. I know it. I can't quit. Halloween. I have to try real hard. Hallow. Hallows. Halloween. But I'm just going to say it the wrong way and you're going to get over it. You see, the people who scare children on, on that holiday and you, and they'll, they'll, you see them, they'll, they'll sit like they're a, like a stuffed decoration with a candy bowl, and then these kids walk up and they grab them. Well, those people are probably not going to make it to heaven. But <laughs> the... But... The kids always run screaming. But they quit. Don't they? They quit running eventually. They always run to the one in whom they have faith. And once they've made it, back to the one that they have faith in, usually their parents, older brother or sister, they quit running from what they're afraid of. See, a lot of times we really want to be a Christian because we're kind of nervous of what God might do, and so we, we set out running, and we end, up, we end up stopping whenever we get back to the thing that we put our faith in, whether it's our, our budget, whether it's our hobbies. Works that are produced by faith, fear do not last long. But works that are produced by faith will change your life, change your home, change your relationship, your appointment. You will be unforgettable. And listen, this isn't to exalt ourselves. This whole series. Because one of the predominant claims of non-Christians, of reasons they don't want to become a Christian, is because they don't want to become like us. They don't want to look like us. The reason we want to be unforgettable, the reason we want to make an impact, is because Jesus is worth our effort. The good news is worth our effort. 
The world doesn't want to be like us. We're going to have to change that story. Our works will not be produced by fear. Um, during the summer and during the Christmas uh, holidays, uh, we um, we don't go to life groups on Sunday night. We all come back here to the building. Uh, just Christmas and summer is just too hard to do life groups. People going different places, all over the place. We have a really low percentage of people who come back on Sunday night. The reason we do that is um, the reason we have that is because we don't tell you. Um, that you're going to go to hell if you don't come back. We don't believe that. We just all we can we're just left to our own devices to say it's really good. You'll like it. You should come to Wednesday night. I think we, I think it would benefit you. But we can't we can't use the the fear hammer to get you back because we don't believe that to be true. We think we'd be telling you a lie. So sometimes it would be nice for me to get up here and lie to you to get you back on Sunday night. But we just can't find it in our hearts to do that. And we can't, more importantly, we can't find it in the Bible to do that. We want our Christians to be moved by faith. And here's the kicker with all this. We hope that your faith moves you to way more important things than Sunday night services. We hope you come to Sunday night services. We hope you go to lectures. We hope you come to Wednesday evening. We hope you come regularly on Sunday morning. But we hope your faith is moving you to way bigger steps, way bigger adventures than just Sitting in a pew, staring back someone's head, listening to a young whippersnapper say something about the Bible. Your faith is going to move to great things. By faith, Benjamin did what? By faith, Todd did what? Becky did what? Tracy did By faith, what? Did you do? Faith is his faith if it doesn't move you. And works aren't worth it if it's just out of fear. So maybe there's this thing that you've been wanting to do. You've been wanting to come down. You've been wanting to talk to somebody. You've been wanting to give your life to Jesus. You've been wanting to be reunited with him in death, burial, and resurrection through baptism. You've been wanting to start that path by faith. You should. You should do it right now while we're staying in office. I believe that